Thanks for joining us at Warehouse Church. We would love for you to stay connected, and a great way for you to do that is to simply subscribe to this podcast. You can also stay connected throughout the week by checking out our website, warehousechurch.com, or by visiting our Facebook or Instagram pages. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Thank you for joining us today, Warehouse Church. We are so blessed and honored that you made today's service part of your day. And we would like to invite you to come out to one of our live services uh, Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. And we have so much going on at Warehouse Church. You make sure you check out our announcements afterwards. We have a ladies event, something special for Mother's Day, kids camp, youth camp, all kind of unbelievable things happening over the next two months that we hope that you will come and be a part of. I remember when I was growing up in church, today's the last day of our series called The Greatest Ever, and I hope that you enjoyed uh, the little bumper we did beforehand. It kind of made us want to watch The Greatest uh, Showman uh, over again because that just motivated us to do that with that bumper. But I remember, I, you know, how things kind of pop up into your mind when you, when you were, from when you were a kid, and you're like, wow, I can't believe this, or I can't believe I remember. One of the things that I'm very good at remembering are words to songs. Like I can remember songs. My very first rock album was uh, from the, the rock group called Boston, More Than a Feeling. I listened to that vinyl, start to finish, both sides, hundreds and hundreds of time. I could probably sing for you that whole album today, but I'm not gonna do it. But I remember a song when we were kids uh, in, in junior church, Um, And it's based out of Psalm 118, verse 24. And it goes like this. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. And you gotta sing it in rounds. That the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Right, and I wanna start off our message today. Today's message is called The Greatest Day. And I wanna really hone in on this first. I'm gonna read you a great story out of Acts chapter 16. I am gonna be chucking so much information at you today. I hope you listen good, listen to all the verses that I'm gonna read for you today because it is the word of God in our lives that transforms us. It's not my words, it's God's word that that can transform your life today. So I'm gonna start off, I wanna read that verse to you again and not sing it. Psalm 118, 24, it says, this is the day today. This is the day today is the day that the Lord made, and we will be glad and rejoice in it. So I want to read a story for you out of Acts chapter 16. I'm going to start reading in verse number 16, and I want you to follow along the story. Uh, The apostle Paul and Silas, his missionary partner at the time, it was just a couple chapters earlier that Paul and Barnabas kind of went separate ways. Paul got a new partner in ministry, a guy named Silas, And for Silas, this story kind of shows that it was a little bit of baptism by fire for him. But listen to this great story, and I'm gonna hone in on one little phrase that I want you to I want you to kind of grab on, and I'll let you know what that is. So here we go. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl, possessed with the spirit of divination, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out. And when it says, and us, Dr. Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, is that, that's a personal pronoun, us. So he's talking about himself and Paul and Silas at this time. He says, the girl followed Paul and us 
and cried out, these, men's, these men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation, and this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and he came out of her that very hour, and when her master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities, and they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive and to observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes, commanded them to be beaten with rods. But when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them in prison and commanded the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet with stocks. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everybody's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from the sleep, seeing the door, prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself, but Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light. He ran in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas, and he said to them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, and so will your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all that were in his house. And he took them to this very same hour of the night. He washed up their wounds. Immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he brought them into his house, he set food before them. And he rejoiced, having believed in God with all of his household. That is a crazy story, right? And that story all starts out in the NIV. It says in Acts chapter 16, verse 16. And one day... One day, right? One day, Paul and Silas saw a girl who, had a, who was demon-possessed, and on that day, they called out to that girl and healed that girl and called that demon spirit out of her. On the same day, they were arrested for that, and the, 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 the police officers, the magistrates, the leaders of that community, it says, beat them with rods, they beat them with whips, they had marks all over their back, they put them in the deepest part of prison. They said to the prison guard, you cannot let anything happen to these guys because they're causing an uproar in the city. So they woke up one day. They saw a girl that needed to be healed. They healed her. They got arrested. They were beaten. They were thrown in jail. On the same day, an earthquake shook that prison. Paul and Silas walked out of jail. On that same day, one of the guys that was um, responsible for beating them came up to them, getting ready to fall on his sword because he knew that his bosses or his commanding officer was gonna hold him responsible that Paul and Silas were not in jail anymore, said to Paul and Silas, what do I need to do to be saved? And Paul, who saw the guy speaking, who beat him and put him in prison and treated him terribly, said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and so will everybody in your house. On the same day, Paul and Silas go to this guy's house, share with them the gospel of Jesus Christ. His entire household accepted Christ as Savior. That was probably his wife, his kids, his mother-in-law, his father-in-law, maybe his mom and dad, probably some of his servants as well. They were all saved. The, the, the prison guard washed all their wounds up, being thrown in this dirty prison, 
cleaned them all up, fed them dinner. You ready, church? What a day. This is a crazy, crazy day in the life of the Apostle Paul. And I'm not really gonna talk to you about the historical part of the story or uh, the, the high commitment level and the way that Paul just laid his life down in his service to the Lord Jesus Christ. What I wanna talk to you about is a one day, the one day that we have. I called our talk today the greatest day. And what I wanna talk to you about is how we can make today the greatest day in our life. Now that's gonna change tomorrow, right? Because tomorrow, when you get to tomorrow, you can make tomorrow the greatest day of your life. So here's how we can make every day. And you look at the roller coaster that Paul and Silas went on that day. Preaching, people getting saved, healing somebody that needed to be healed, but then be arrested and beaten and thrown into prison. But then an earthquake sets them free. And then they're at the house of one of the guys that was beating them that night, leading all those people to Christ, right? That was a day that we can say authoritatively that they were found faithful. The Bible says when they were in prison, they were praising God, singing hymns, singing songs out to the Lord while they were in prison. So how can we take on that same mantra where we make every day that we have count for the Lord? I'm gonna give you some really simple things to think about, but I wanna read a bunch of great scriptures for you this morning so that we can use these to apply them to our lives. They're gonna be on your screen this morning, but if you take notes or, or anything like that, write some of these verses down because some of these verses can be verses that you memorize, refer back to during the week, and use on days when you're going through discouragement. Use on days when things, when you're like, oh, I can't, have you ever had the feeling of, oh, I can't wait for this day to be over, right? I'm sure Paul and Silas felt that way when they were in prison. What's gonna happen tomorrow? Are we gonna die today? With all the unknown of, of what was gonna be in their immediate future. And I think that happens to us too. All the circumstances in our life, all the craziness of the past year in our lives, personally, professionally, and, and, and in our communities, you know, for 2020, the year that never was, all of these things that cause us to, to deal with negative emotions and sadness and, 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 and us feeling despair at times as well. How can we make those days, days every single day count for the Lord? Well, here, let me give you some things to think about today. Let's make today the greatest day ever, and that's every day. Here's the first thing we need to do. Look up. Look up to God. You know, there's power in understanding that if we wake up every day and commit our day to the Lord or spend a few moments in the word of God, having some devotion time with him and talking to him, and the first thing that you're thinking about in the morning is not rushing out of the house because you got up 15 minutes late or, oh my gosh, I gotta pay this bill today or, oh man, I've got this big project at work. But setting aside, and you know, it takes a little bit of discipline. If you wake up at six o'clock in the morning, you may have to wake up at 5.30 in the morning, right? to have some time with the Lord. It does mean that you have to have some discipline in your life to do so. But are you taking time every day to look up? And here's why we look up, because God is here. If you come to our live church service on a Sunday morning, just like today, you'll hear our worship team sing just like they did earlier, and they were phenomenal. We, I love our worship team and the commitment that these uh, young ladies and man, uh, and two young men, uh, have in leading our, our church in corporate worship. And we always say that we always say things like 
Church, we hope that, that you will get engaged and get connected because God is in this place. He is here. When, when, when our youth pastor gets up and says he's here, he has a per- Johnny, we'll talk about that God is here and he has something for you and wants to do something in your life today. It's a very present tense statement because church, here's the truth. God is here with you right now. Hebrews 1.3 says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. That's what Jesus did for you. Psalm 139.5 says, you have hedged me or protected me behind or in the past and even before, and your hand is laid upon me. He's here. The Bible teaches us in the book of Matthew where two or three are gathered together in his name. He is in the midst of that. I don't think that that promise stops with having church online. If you're sitting with your husband or wife or somebody else or interacting in our warehouse church community by saying hi, and I would encourage you to do that. Say hi to everybody that's watching. If you see somebody's name, give them a little shout out and and let them know that you're here. But you know, if, if you're gathered here online and you're taking this time serious today and you specifically ask the Lord to meet with you, do you know he's right there in the middle of what's going on in your life? He's here, he's present. Not only is God here, God is for you. He's not up in heaven mad at us all the time when we screw up. God's mad about you. It says this in Lamentations back in the Old Testament, chapter three, verses 22 and 23. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. And this is an inspirational verse for this great old hymn called Great Is Thy Faithfulness. I saw my brother graduate from Liberty University years ago and it was raining, and Dr. Billy Graham was gonna speak at this graduation, and honestly, I probably went to my brother's graduation more to hear Billy Graham than I was to watch him to be one of three or 4,000 people graduate. And we were kind of wondering if Billy Graham was gonna speak there that day, because he was older, of course, and, and it was raining like crazy. They were selling rain jackets outside of the stadium for $10, right? So we go in the stadium, and the whole back section of the football stadium was a two or 3,000 member choir And they sang that song, great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. What a great, great song of our faith. And it really reminds us that God is for us. He really is for you today. He's not against you. He's not mad at you. He's not wanting to hurt you. As a matter of fact, with any of the hurts and, and, and hangups that you have in your life, he wants to get you to a place where you can be healed from that because what he has for your life is better than anything you could pursue on your own. You wanna make today, today, the greatest day of your life? Understand that God is here and God is for you. And here's the other thing, he's with you. We used this verse last week in our message, Matthew chapter 28. And verse number 20, I am with you, the Bible says, always. He's not gonna leave us. He's not gonna divorce us. He's not gonna leave us behind high and dry. He's not gonna forget about us. He said he will always be with us. God is here, God is for you, 
and God is with you. So look up and spend some time with him today. Make the beginning part of your day count for him. Here's the second thing. Not only look up to be in the presence of God, to make today the greatest day of your life, but you can also look around you. Look around you and you will see the presence of God in your life everywhere you can turn. I don't care if you're in the middle of the darkest, hardest part of the city or out in the meadow somewhere or laying back. I remember when we were kids, we had a little hill on the side of our yard and we would lay back on, on that hill and just look up at the stars in the sky. The Bible says, the Bible teaches us as we look around that heaven sings his beauty. Psalm 19 verse one says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows us his handiwork, his handiwork, the creation that he made for us. The heavens sing his beauty and the earth is filled with his love. Psalm 33, five says, he loves righteousness and justice and the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Look around you. You can visually see God's goodness in your life every day. Can I encourage you to take some inventory in your life today? You know, there, one of the things that we say to make ourselves feel better when we're going through tough times, well, I could have it a lot harder. There are people that are dealing with difficult things right now. When you, when you know family members or, or, or people in, in your circle of influence or community, and there's a death in the family, or you go to a funeral, maybe not be somebody you're super close to, but you're close to the people who lost that person this week, and maybe you'll You'll, you'll kind of sit back in your chair and say, man, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed, I'm so blessed. If you look around your life today, you may have needs, you may have things that you're working through, but I wanna encourage you to do this this morning for this reason. If you look for reasons to be thankful, you will find them over and over and over again in your life. We tend to, when I say we, I'm saying that very inclusively, we tend to look at our lives and we see our burdens. Like I wake up today and there's some responsibilities I have to do today. I've got a, all these things going on in my life and, I, you know, I've got, and, and it's very burdensome sometimes. I wanna be a good husband and, and a good dad and a good grandfather and a good pastor and a good friend and a good neighbor and a good, you know, all these different things that I'm trying to you know, work out relationships and all these areas of influence the Lord has placed me in. And the thing is, it can be burdensome, but you know, it's just too much, I'm too tired, I don't have any, I'm spent, I don't have anything left in me, today's been really hard, maybe I just need to back off and chill out a little bit. You know, you know a great way to refresh your soul and to refresh your spirit? Look up to God, spend some time with him, and while you're talking to him, start thanking him for all the great things in your life. Even when you're going through a trial, Lord, thank you for today the day that you gave me to have influence in somebody's life with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the breath in my lungs. Thank you for the friends in my life. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my home. Thank you for today's provision. And you could just go on and on and on and on thanking God for his goodness in your life today. If you look around you and you look to see that, you will find it. Now, you, be, you may be one of those people that could see uh, like when I look out in our auditorium and I look at our people in our chairs and I could, maybe I'll see a chair out of place or somebody sitting in a seat that they don't normally sit on the other side of the, uh, of the auditorium, right? And, and I can notice it, it's very easy for me to be really picky. Like if my car's dirty, I see that one speck of dirt on the floor mat on my wife's side of the car with some gum wrappers in the door that she likes to leave me all the time. I notice those things. But here's what I need to start noticing more, God's goodness. 
God's goodness in my life. Look, look up, look around, look ahead. Look ahead because you're a soldier in the king's army. Romans 6, 12, and 13 says, don't let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lusts and don't present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but give yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. You're a soldier in the king's army and you know what else? When If you look ahead a little bit, you have people in your life that God wants you to love. Colossians 3, 12, and 13, it says, Therefore, as God's family, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. If anybody has a complaint against one another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. You're a soldier in the king's army. You have people to love, and also you have good works to walk in. There's some good things that God has that he wants you to do in your life today. Ephesians 6, 8 says, knowing that whatever good anybody does, he will receive the same from the Lord. Right, we said it earlier, Psalm 118, verse number 24. This is the day, today, this is the day that the Lord has made, today. So I wanna encourage you, today, even at the end of this message, look up and take some time and talk to the Lord. Sing that song to him, sing that thank you song to him. Thank you, Lord for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me your great salvation so rich and free. Thank you for Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Thank you for forgiveness of sin that I need to ask for every single day. Thank you for the blessings in my, the blessings that I don't even acknowledge sometimes of, of, of air in my lungs and, and, and health in my body. Lord, thank you for this, what I have today. Look up, look around you. Look around you, see the goodness of God all over the place. Kim and I were the other day, we were watching our grandkids do something in our house and we just kind of had a little moment. We said to each other, can you believe how good God is to us? I don't ever want to get over that church and none of us should. Look up, look around you, and then lastly, look ahead. Because when you pillow your head tonight, and you go to sleep and you refresh your body of that sleep that you and I desperately need every single day, that part of your life will be over today. But then you're gonna wake up on Monday and you know what Monday's gonna be? Today. And you have that day, that's all that you, you can learn from your past and all the things that happen, and you can take all of that wisdom and all of those experiences and, and pull them out and, and use them as, as, as guideposts or, or, or uh, influences in your life to make the right decision, okay? We have to do that. But we don't stay in the past. We don't live our life looking in our rearview mirror all the time and living in regret or living with hopelessness or living with, with hurt and pain and that person hurt me. And I'm, no, we look back as, as a tool to learn because yesterday brought us to where? Today. Today's gonna lead to tomorrow. Now, here's the thing. You can't go back and do anything about what happened yesterday. But you can use those things that happened to you yesterday to guide you to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be today in preparation for tomorrow if God grants you another day because we're not promised anything more than today. When you wake up on Monday morning, you know, you know what Monday morning's gonna be? It's gonna be your next today. Make every day count. The greatest 
day that you have in your life is the day that you're in because it's the only day that you can serve and worship and, and give and bless others and serve your community and reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Influence somebody today. Look up, look around you, and lastly, look ahead because God has great things in store with you for your life today. Would you bow your head and pray with me? Today, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you, Father, for your grace, for your mercies. We thank you, Father, great is your faithfulness to us. You're so good to us. And I, we take such advantage of that sometimes. We are so good at casting our cares and all of our requests and giving you the list of stuff that that we think that we need in our lives. But you have promised us that you would never be a debtor to us. You promised your provision. You promised your care for today. Father, thank you for who you are in our lives. And as we look up to you today, as we look around and we see the glory of God and his creation and all his works all around us, help us to to keep our eyes focused ahead of us, Lord, looking for opportunities to share love and grace and kindness and gifts and and mercy to people every single day so that they would understand the story of the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. We love you and we thank you for your word today. Thank you for this great story about Paul and Silas And all that took place in Acts chapter 16, just in one day. You use them incredibly. Use us today, Father, to bring glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, thank you for making today count by being part of our church service today. We hope we see you soon, but if you're just watching online for a while, make sure that we know you're here. Say hi, say hi to other people online. Give them a little bit of a shout out. If the Lord's done something great in your life or if you need somebody to pray with you, please reach out to us at hello at warehousechurch.com. And if it's anything that's not of too much of a personal nature that you're not uh, embarrassed to share, you could put it right on this thread today. Please pray for my son, my daughter, my grandchild, my nephew, my, you know, my neighbor, whatever. Let us know who, how we can pray for you today. Thank you for being part of today at Warehouse Church. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.